What's up, fuckers? Dirty, dirty, dirties of the world. This episode of the SBP is brought to you by Anchor. Anchor.fm is where you want to go if you want to do a podcast. Let me tell you how easy it is. Go to Anchor.fm. Download their very, very easy creation tools through their site. Download it to your phone. Download it to your computer or whatever's tablets. Very easy, easy podcasting is done through the Anchor app. Uh, You can edit it wherever, on the go, however you need to do it. Anchor helps you out and makes it happen. It's for free. They upload it to all the major podcast platforms. And if you do it right, you will make money from your podcast. A zero minimum audience listenership is what is required. Uh, A kind in uh, donating type of an audience will make you, will have you making money with your podcast. Don't fuck around. Go to anchor.fm. Get started today. And uh, I got dates. Oh, yeah, I got dates. Um, Saturday, this Saturday. Uh, what is that? The April. I just booked it tonight. <laughs> April 9th. I will be at the Hearth in San Francisco. Uh, I think it's an 8 o'clock start. I'll be doing some comedy at the Hearth. Uh, uh, April 16th. Hazards at the Ritz. This just happened. This finally got. I talked about it last week, but it wasn't. It wasn't for sure. Uh, Hazards opening up for horror and uh, Nate No Face at the Ritz, April sixteenth. That is horror spelled H O nine nine O nine for all you fancy spelling shit wrong types I guess technically hazards is spelled wrong too but anyway um that is yeah so uh April 24th it's a Sunday Zed headlining the Sofa Street Fest in in San Jose California South First Street come down see Zed headline the main stage I am also hosting the main stage. Whole lot of Sean Boyles in San Jose on April 29th. Or uh, April 24th. 24th, sorry. Reading ahead. April 29th, I'm at Three Disciples up in uh, Santa Rosa doing some comedy. April 30th. Uh, at Mountain House in Tracy celebrating the 45th anniversary of the Oakland Strokes Motorcycle Club I'll be hosting and doing comedy up there May 7th Hazards, my band Hazards playing the caravan, this is our EP release show don't miss it 
Um, what else we got? We got a couple more dates. Um, May 21st, I'll be doing comedy at the Tipsy Lounge in San Lorenzo. This just got booked. Uh, May 21st in San, San Leandro at the Tipsy Lounge, a little comedy showcase. Uh, and then June 11th, Hazard's playing the Elegant Pub in San Jose. Then, of course, June 25th, Saturday, June 25th, Zed headlining the Maryland Doom Fest. Yeah. That's all I got for dates. And as always, music heard here on the Sean Boyles podcast is not owned, trademarked, or copywritten by the Sean Boyles podcast or Sean Boyles himself. I don't got the rights. Don't sue me. It's the Sean Boyles Podcast. Fuckers. Music. Comedy. Drums. Life. If you order a Nachos Bel Grande, if you order a Nachos Bel Grande from the drive-thru of the Taco Bell, and you drive more than a quarter mile with your Nachos Bel Grande before eating your Nachos Bel Grande, your chips will be soggy. Get it together, Taco Bell! Get yourself some sturdier chips. They were sturdier back in the day. They're a little light these days, I've noticed. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Sean Boyles Podcast, episode 134. Ah, it's uh, late on a Thursday evening recording the podcast, so you'll probably be hearing this Friday morning or as the week goes on through the weekend or whatever it is. Thank you for checking us out. We got a full gooch of a podcast recapping the weeks, a little uh, reaction of the week, some earworm, and... um, Normals carrying on and uh, talking shit. What's up? How you been? Uh, I just got back. In fact, I had to put the podcast equipment back together because the podcast equipment gets broken down to do the Boyles Bistro blowout. We had our uh, show tonight at the Bistro in downtown Hayward, California. My monthly hosted comedy show. And uh, we had a good time. We had a good time. Very good. You tell a jokes and we raff. We raff. Big raffs. <laughs> Big raff. Um, <laughs> we, uh, Pete Munoz headline did a great headlining set. Shit, I think he did fucking, I don't know. He did about a half hour. Maybe a little longer. Um... Now he did about a half hour. Uh, I offered up some guest sets through. Uh, so there's a, a a Facebook page for comp for comics, and it's called uh, the Bay Area Comedy Network, uh, Bacon for short. B A C N, Bay Area Comedy Network, and it's where comics in the Bay Area go to. Um, see where the open mics are and see where the show's at and show producers can 
kind of ask, hey, you know, I need a comic for this or I need this. Blah, blah, da, 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 da. So I, um, I had a comic drop out because he was in the hospital. Shout out to Adam Close. I hope you're getting better. I hope you're okay. Um, I did roast the shit out of you tonight at my uh, at my show. Um, <laughs> but being that Adam wasn't going to be there, I um, I offered up a couple of guest uh, guest spots. So uh, shout out to Jose Contreras, and they always um, more energy than a fucking pack of tweakers out of Modesto. Um, <laughs> James Edward Gleason. For just coming up and just ripping for five minutes. One thing about James Edward Gleason, I've talked about him on the podcast before because he's done my shows a few times. Um, you can't give this guy the light. So in comedy, we have what's called the light. It lets you know that you got if you get the light. Some places give you a two minute light. Some places give you a one minute light. Uh, some comics ask that the light give be given to them at a certain point. You know, give me a five-minute light. If I'm doing 10 minutes, I need to know where the halfway mark is or whatever. You know, whatever your reason to get the light, whatever. Um, but typically, I'll tell my comics on my shows, hey, I'm gonna flat, I'll give you the light at one minute. That's letting you know you got one minute left of your set. I'm not a stickler about it. I can give a shit, you know. If I give you the light and you do another four minutes, I'm not really going to fucking complain. Uh, especially if you're killing. If you're eating shit and you run the fuck out of my light, I might I might talk to you. I might talk to you. But I've never have been able to give James the light. James Edward Gleason will get off the stage before the light ever comes out. <laughs> so uh, it's uh, very interesting. Uh, so yeah, I roasted the shit out of Adam Close. Um, Adam... Uh, he's in the hospital. Uh, I believe he's still, he's been in the hospital since Monday. This is Thursday night. He's been in the hospital since Monday for an abscess that, uh, he's got an infection because he fell down and fucked up his elbow. He scraped it up real bad and cut it real bad. He fell down skateboarding. I believe Adam is in his early thirties. Not that that's too old to be skateboarding, but it might be too old to be skateboarding. He fell down and hurt his elbow, and I don't know how long it was that he fell on the elbow, but he cut it up real bad, and now it's infected, and he's got an abscess. He said since Monday, every day, the doctors have come in and told him that they're going to drain the abscess today, and they haven't. Poor guys are in the hospital for four days waiting to get an abscess drained. That's fucking gross, yo. And then I told him, like, dude, what the fuck did you do? How do you fall down and scrape your elbow and cut it and have it get that infected? Do you not did you not wash the shit out? Did you not throw some peroxide on there? Did you not put on some neosporin or fucking I don't know, use some crazy glue to fucking put the wound back together? Like, what did you do? Did you fall in a pile of dog shit and it just got all dog shit all smeared in your gashed elbow? I just, I, I don't know. How does that happen? How do you get an infection from scraping your arm skateboarding? Unless you're a dirty fucker and you let the shit get all gnarly. 
you clean that shit as soon as you get home, right? Or, or right there at the get in the car and fucking put some salve on it or something. I don't know what the fuck you got. You got you got ointments to put on there? I don't know. Just uh, interesting to me. But uh, thoughts and prayers, I guess, to my man Adam. I hope you're all right. I told him today. <laughs> I t- I, uh, you know, he's all, dude, I'm not going to make the show. I'm like, dude, who gives a fuck about the show, dude? You get better, you know what I mean? You know, are you all right? You know, I checked in on him, you know. And he's like, oh, I go, don't worry about the show. I'm worried about you getting better, you know. And he's like, oh, thanks, man. That's sweet of you. I said, well, I'm, you know, I'm not a fucking asshole, you know. Or, no, I said, I, I, I might be an asshole, but I'm not a monster, you know what I mean? I'm not a fucking complete, complete monster. I'll, I'll, I'll. I'll admit to some assholery, but full-on monster, evil, gross person? Nah, that's not me. And then I followed it up with, uh, if you need me to check on your wife. (laughs) His wife's smoking hot, like smoking hot. And I was like, hey, you need need me to check on your wife, you know, let me know. (laughs) Make sure she's okay, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> he said fucking he said, Oh Jesus <laughs> Not a monster, just an asshole. Um <laughs> So uh anyway the bistro went well this evening. Um not the turnout that we've been having. We've been having some fucking haymaker shows packed. Uh, not a seat filled kind of shows. Um, this was uh, a little thinner than most. I've had two since I started the show back in January. I've had, uh, I've been having a lot of repeat customers. I've had two groups of people that show up about, you know, six, seven, eight deep each group. And um, there's been some core members of these groups that have showed up with various other members of the group swapping in and out. But for the last three shows, I've had these two groups show up plus all the extra people. Tonight, it was just the extra people. There wasn't uh, there wasn't those two groups. So I was a little like, oh, oh shit, we're not going to have a fucking... Um we're not going to have the show that we had. So we had a, a few less, but there was still some regulars. There was still some regulars that, are, that have been there every week. Um, and so I thank them for, for uh, supporting the show. Uh, and it was still a great show. All the comics did great. And um, we had a good time. So uh, next week is, um, or next month, will be um, May. Uh, May fifth. Shit, I should put that in the fucking in the in the in the calendar. May fifth, uh, the bistro blowout. May fifth, uh, Sammy Obeyed will be headlining. Good old Sammy Obeyed. Sounds like an Irish name. It's not. He's not Irish. He's like fucking Lebanese or some shit like that. I forget where. Yeah, I think he's Lebanese. He's some sort of Middle Eastern ish. Ooh, I should, I got a Middle Eastern joke I've been doing. I should run it by him. Because I've been getting a little pushback on this joke. Um, 
people saying that it's racist. I don't think it's racist. It's just an observational joke. And I gotta, I gotta give props where props are due. Actually, it's a joke idea uh, brought uh, came to me via my good friend James Miller, my stuttering guitar genius friend James Miller, who will often hit me up with ideas for jokes that are so just. Out, outlandish to the point where it's hard to wrangle it in to a nice, concise joke. Because it's, 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 I don't know. It, he He's an outside-the-box type thinker. So he's always thinking of a, um, you know, his biggest thing is he never wants to hear anything that's been done before. And, of course, in comedy, you don't even want to be doing jokes that have been done before because that's just fucking stupid. You want to do original material, have original thoughts, or premises that might have been, you know, beat to death. Maybe you have this unique take on it, and you could fucking go for it. Uh, speaking of unique takes, thankfully, none of the comics tonight had any um, in-depth or um, goings-on about the slap. The slap that everybody is still talking about. Uh, In fact, I think I might have talked about the slap more than anybody else tonight. Uh, I said that, um, you know, the, 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 the thing that the slap brought to my attention was how much I hate being friends with so many comics on social media because every comic had their hot take and their little joke about the slap. And I saw a lot of the same jokes over and over again. I talked about it last week, I think, right? I talked about how I was just like, ugh, fucking just, just overdone and tired and just, ugh, about all the uh, Chris and Will slap jokes. But I'm no fucking better. I had a couple. I threw, you know. I said I'm more pissed off about. Uh, I'm still offended that Jada Pinkett Smith tried to do a metal band in the uh, mid 2000s, in like 04, 05. She had a metal band called Wicked Wisdom. If you want to get, if you're especially if you're a fan of metal, and you want to get mad for the wrong reasons. Look up some wicked wisdom. Fucking lamest excuse for a heavy band you've ever heard. It is fucking awful. Awful. It is so bad. It might be the worst band I've ever heard. And I've heard some terrible bands. I've played with terrible bands. I've been in terrible bands. Ah. <laughs> uh. Anyway, the slap. And then we got fucking, so the Grammys were, again, I'm not watching any of these shows. I can give a shit. But uh, the Grammys, uh, from what I've heard, uh, they gave a best comedy album went to Louis C.K. And there's been a lot of talk about this Grammy. A lot of people saying that, well, obviously, he's uh, he's back. 
He is back in the uh, uh, in the social graces of the industry because they've given him a Grammy. And there's some people going, oh, how dare you give him a Grammy? He's a pig and he took advantage of these young women and blah, 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 blah. And again, we've talked about this and people that know, know. And then there's people that still are hanging on to what they think they know. And the truth is that he asked permission of women so he could spank his monkey in front of them. And they said yes, and he did it. Some are saying that they only said yes because he was in a powerful position as a um, big-time headlining comic. Maybe big-time headlining comic, although this, you know, when the allegations came out, which was, what, fucking four years ago, five years ago now? It was way before the pandemic, right? One of the... uh, one of the casualties of the height of the Me Too movement, right? Um, when these women came forward about uh, about seeing Louis C.K., you know, beat the bishop, uh, apparently it had happened like 10 years prior. So now it's been, you know, four or five years. Now we're talking about something that happened 15 years ago. And, you know, 15 years ago, Louis C.K. is a headlining comic. He's not necessarily the fucking monster that he became as far as, like, top billing, top comic. I mean, because there is definitely a couple years there where he was the man. When we were talking goats, we were talking Louis C.K. And this is before Chappelle had the Netflix deal and cranked out those specials. Um, and after maybe Chris Rock had, you know, been killing it with fucking stand-up specials. Um, yeah, Louis C.K. was, Louis C.K. sort of, uh, set the standard for putting out a Netflix special once a year. You know, like, he was fucking cranking them out there for me, and they're fucking golden. So this is... These out so these happen those allegations those incidents incidences happen before those Netflix specials. So anyway, not to fucking drag through all that shit or whatever, but um, (laughs) here the guy puts out a record. It's a great fucking set. I think that's the, the one called Sincerely. And uh, he's on stage, and behind him is a big fucking lit-up thing that says, Sorry. <laughs> I think that's the one. Is that the one that he got was getting the Grammy for? Is that that one, or is there one after that? I think there's one after that. Maybe that's the, the new one is what. And props to dude, because he puts these things out on his own website. This isn't like a... a you know, it's like a, a, a band putting out a shit, on, uh, putting out a record on their own record label. This dude's releasing comedy specials on his own website, and you know, you 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 buy it for five bucks, and you download it, and you can watch it. Th- that is what he's getting a Grammy for, for something that he did completely independently, which is a feat within itself. But you know, 
there were some great comedy specials that got put out this year. And Louis, as far as the Grammys were concerned, was the best one. So they give him a Grammy. Again, does that mean that he is back in the limelight? Or is it just undeniable that his was the best special? You know? And I was reading a fucking thread on something today, or today or yesterday, and there was just fucking just hammering the fact that, oh, he shouldn't, you know, they shouldn't be giving him a Grammy. He should, you know, he shouldn't even be doing comedy. And, of course, then that debate starts the, you know, how long does a guy have to not do the shit that he wants to do anymore because he did something that you don't like? That he did a, he did a naughty. He did something that he wasn't supposed to be doing. It's, you know, it's not even a crime what he did. If, you know, it's sexual misconduct, but it's not sexual assault. I believe sexual misconduct is... Um, I don't think it's a felony. I think it's a misdemeanor. It's not anything that you can go to jail for, you know. And like the guy says in in one of his specials, you know, how would you like it if everybody knows what your kink is? You know, and he goes on further. He's all, everybody knows. Obama knows what I'm into. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty funny. Anyway. I didn't even mean to go on a fucking rant about Louis C.K., but it's just bananas what's happening in comedy right now. You know, you got this thing. You got T.I. The rapper T.I. has been doing comedy for the last few months. And I guess this week, um, maybe it was over the weekend. I don't know. He's at an open mic, as he should be at an open mic. The guy's barely been doing comedy a few months. And... um, the host of the mic said something about apparently there's allegations um, on T.I. about some sort of sexual misconducts or assaults or something. And he starts yelling at the chick and snatches a microphone out of her hand. He's just just being foul and not being... um, not carrying a proper demeanor when it comes to being a comic at an open mic. Now, we're talking about a man who has sold a shit ton of records as an MC, as a rapper. And now he's trying to do stand-up comedy. And this is where there's a, there's a big rub when people that are famous for other things uh, throw their hat into the ring and try to do stand-up comedy because what ends up happening is their popularity just as a person in show business um, puts butts in the seats. If T.I. does a show, a comedy show, right over here at Tommy T's, it's going to be sold out. You know, Tommy Teeds holds, I think, 250 people. They'll easily sell it out because people want to see what T.I. is trying to do with comedy because they know who he is. They've seen him on his reality show. They've bought his records. I couldn't name you a fucking T.I. song. I could not name you a T.I. song. Um, I can't think of I can't think of one. I don't know his music. Um, he doesn't do back that ass up, right? And that fucking 
and that that's somebody else, right? <laughs> I forget who the fuck that is. So uh, anyway, it's just it's it's bizarre. So you know, someone needs to sit him down and be like, "Hey, dude, if you're gonna be a comic, you're gonna have to put up with other comics talking shit." Because that's what comics do. We talk shit. And if you're a comic, you know the game. You talk shit and you can talk shit back. You don't get all fucking street with your shit and go around saying, that oh, I'm not going to be disrespected, blah, 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 blah. That's not what we do in comedy. If you're going to stick up for yourself, stick up for yourself by snapping back with some jokes. Don't fucking... Try to sit there and and uh, and be too street. Here's the thing. Here's so an MC, a rapper, especially if you know, they're big, they want street cred. That's the biggest thing is having street cred. And having street cred involves a certain bravado that if you mess with me, you're gonna get your ass whooped. Kind of kind of thing, right? Um. So then that's about so. Ego is super inflated. And if I feel disrespected, I'm going to whip that ass. That's the, that's the attitude of an MC trying to retain street cred. You can't bring that street shit into comedy. There are some comics that hang it on to some of that shit. Um, but they don't really get too far. But even those guys know the difference between being disrespected and getting your balls busted by another comic. And T.I. doesn't know that difference yet. He's still having too much of a street mind and coming from the rap game. So hopefully he learns a lesson here. Um, I was listening to a podcast today and they were talking about it and um, said a bunch of shit that I was already thinking about and already kind of on board with. But they did say something very interesting that I didn't think about. If he didn't flip out, like I, like he grabbed a mic out of the host's hand to rebuttal or some shit. And um, if he didn't wild out like that, nobody would have known anything about these allegations. Like, these allegations are, like, nobody really knows about, like, I guess, like, these are in small circles, kind of uh, kind of whispers. And, and somebody said that. It's, it's like a fucking when Hannibal Burris started talking about Cosby out loud when everybody else had been talking about it, apparently, on a whisper level. And Hannibal says, hey, you know, this Cosby guy's, you know, a fun character. <laughs> so um I don't know man it's uh it's kind of bizarro out there these days comedy's got comedy's on some wobbly legs right now but at the same time I feel like it's stronger than ever you know every comedy show I've seen or been to or heard about has been good crowds that are ready to laugh no problems uh we're just seeing some you know buffoonery with uh, fragile egoed celebrities that uh, can't handle a joke, and it's uh, and it's and it's kind of sorry and kind of sad 
But you know what? Don't be a fucking sissy lala and worry about shit that a comic says who's just trying to fucking give you the giggle fits. You know what I mean? He's just trying to make you laugh. That's all we're trying to do is make you laugh. There's no ill will ever. <sighs> what else we got? Um, well, we want to do um, want to do the thing, the, the other thing that we do. Oh wow! What did I just listen to? Oh my stars, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Dirties of all sizes, shapes, and colors. Uh, Every week, your boy here likes to um, see what's going on on the pop charts and uh, react to a song of a style of music that I'm probably not going to know shit about because I like the heavy metals. Uh, This week, I believe this is the number three song in the country. Uh, this artist's name is Lotto. This song is called Big Energy. Um, from the cover of this single, Lotto looks like a, uh, pretty attractive female. And maybe we look at more pictures of Lotto as the song is playing. <laughs> Um, so let's see, um, what's going on with Lotto. Like I said, uh, number three song on the Billboard charts, the Billboard Hot 100, uh, Lotto with, uh, Lotto or Lato, Lato, L-A-T-T-O, Lato. I don't know. Uh, Big Energy is the name of the song. Let's check it out. Oh, fuck. Really? I can tell you got big D energy. It ain't too many niggas that can handle me. But I might let you try it off the Hennessy. Make them sing to this pussy like a melody. And if your bitch ain't right, I got the remedy. It ain't too many niggas that can handle me. Bad you already bitch, said that. Be a tell me how you want it. Three, two, one, and I'm on it. Feel good, don't it? Hood bitch, fuck you in a bunny. I'ma bust it on the pole like honest. Don't you being honest? Pussy juicy, mini made. But can't do it one mini man. Not a side or a main. I'm the only bitch he entertain. Spinning his mind in the bank. I like what I see. A boss like you need a boss like me. Daddy from the street, so he move low key. Tryna rock that mic like karaoke. On the count of three, bad bitch, you get money. Broke niggas to the love, we don't want it. I'm the one these bitches hate, but they can't get past. Pretty face, no waste, and a big old ass. Bad bitch, I could be a fantasy. I could tell you got big, deep energy. It ain't too many niggas that can handle me. So I started with the hook. I'm just, I don't, I'm already like miffed. I'm miffed out of the gate. That she's using that that beat. Like, I mean, we know this beat, right? That's old ass beat from back in the day. Isn't it? Um. Fuck, I forget who did it. Is it a... Uh, 
your bitch, the mother hoe gone. All they big top, lotto put them on. Oh, fuck. I'm just forget. Is it a. Grandmaster Flash, the Furious Five? Is that who did this beat originally? And then Mariah Carey did it, right? That's why she's saying the fantasy line, because that's from the Mariah Carey song. Oh, it's that's, that's fucking even before that, huh? Right? Who is that? That fucking... Uh, fucking remember anything dude I'm getting old big big energy or is she saying big dick energy probably big dick energy right that's what they want right you want that that BDE is that what you want you want the big dick energy, but you don't, probably don't want the big dick, right? Like, like fucking, just a fucking wielder beast in between a man's legs. Like, I'm start, starting to hear rumblings that women actually want the bigger dick. Um, not anything I could help out with, I guess. A man's not working. Anyway, um, whatever. I mean, fucking come, like, have a have a better have a better beat, man. Just fucking, you know, have just some originality. Try to have a an original beat, not something that's been used. A lot. You know? Anyway, whatever. But I guess that's how it goes. Hip-hop's always done that, right? Didn't Cube do a version of that beat, too? I think he did it on a... Did a remix of one of his... Of a song. I don't know. Kind of tired. Kind of tired. Kind of tired. Do some new shit, son. Um, I was, um, what was I listening to? I was listening to, um, I was listening to, I was listening to a podcast. Who was the, who was it? It was, um, God damn it. Who was talking to? It was Amy Mann. Oh, it was uh, Conan O'Brien's podcast. Um, Conan O'Brien's podcast was talking to Amy Mann. Amy Mann, um, uh, artist from the 80s. I guess she's been putting out records, I guess, ever since. Um, that song was almost Earworm of the Week. It was uh, the Voices Carry song. Even downtown, Voices Carry. Um, <laughs> I, uh, uh, but yeah, so I was, but they were, they had a really cool, uh, conversation about, um, about 
in, the inspiration for writing music and um, listening to other music and having that spark ideas and, um, and 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 hopefully in your in your spark that you got that you captured from the inspiration from the thing that you're listening to, hopefully what you put out isn't so much of a rip of that original inspiration that you can't use it because it sounds too much like the other thing. Um, and I knew, like, I totally knew exactly what they were talking about because that's that's kind of how... It's very rare that I'll pull something out of the thin air. Once in a while, I do. Once in a while, I do. Like, um, uh, a lot of the music that I wrote for... Um, for the acoustic project that never really got off the ground that was that I didn't realize was happening as a way for me to um mourn my f- my my father who had passed uh but I wrote a handful of songs and these songs were sort of coming to me especially the very first song that I wrote it just came to me I pulled it out of the air it wasn't like I heard something and was inspired to write something. Um, if that was the case, it was very it, very subliminal because I don't remember having a direct thing. Oh, I'm getting this idea from that. Um, it was really um, uh, a genuine sort of um, discovering sound type of a thing, or, or, or pulling sound out of the out of the ether so to speak and uh, and writing these songs so but when they were talking about inspiration like that, that the biggest fear is that your inspir what you were inspired by um has worked its way in so hard that what you're coming up with sounds too much like that and um it's um you know you don't want that <laughs> you don't want that it's like it's like a comic saying another comic's joke, you know. You don't, you don't want to be playing music and have it sound like something. So, uh, and I, there's a great quote from uh, Eric Clapton from years and years ago, and he said that you know, a musician, and then he kind of corrects himself. Any artist is the biggest thief, you know, and you know, and that's sort of a broad stroke, you know, simple sort of explanation of something, but. Inspiration comes from stuff and you're inspired by things and you're going to um you're going to come up with ideas that were from a thing. It's just sort of how it goes, you know. That's uh and like I said, hopefully you're not ripping somebody off, you know, that you're actually coming up with something original and playing something original playing something cool that all the kids can be into and it's fucking good times for everybody. I I know for a fact uh the I've been a little on a little bit of a tear of coming up with ideas and um some of them have been you know kind of pulled out of the air but most of them have been because I was listening to something or I on purpose put something on I was like, I want to write something that sounds like that. That's kind of that energy or that style 
you know, what can I grab out of this? And, you know, and again, I'm a terrible guitar player. So half the shit I'm inspired by, I couldn't play it anyway. So I'm definitely not going to be able to, it's, it's not going to come out fucking sounding like that because I can't play that anyway. So I come up with this fucking simpleton, dumbed down, dumb guy version of playing whatever. Because I can't play the guitar very well. But that's all right. It's not, the skill doesn't matter. It's the spirit, right? Uh, Speaking of spirit. (laughs) um, (laughs) Fucking. Mean Dave. Um, (laughs) This fucking guy. He's so goofy sometimes. Um, He hit me up about... um, He has an extra ticket to get... So Ministry and the Melvins are out on tour uh, together. I believe Corrosion of Conformity is on that bill as well. A little package tour going going around the country, making its way to your town soon. Um, He's a Melvins is his favorite band, and of course he's got tickets to go see the Melvins. He's got a friend that he's supposed to go with, but apparently that person can't go because they're going to have to go out of town because they have a a a sick uh, sick family member. So he's got an extra ticket. He asked me if I wanted to go. Uh, see the Melvins and uh, in ministry. And I'm like, I can't. I got a gig. Hazards is playing at the Ritz. We're opening up for uh, for horror. And he's like, who? I said, this is band horror. They're a duo. I think, I don't know if they're from the U.S. or whatever, but they're really huge in the U.K. And they do a kind of weird mix of sort of punk, hardcore, hardcore punk with like some electronic kind of shit. Um, and noise rock kind of vibe, um, and it's two you know these two brothers, two black dudes, with dreads and stuff, and they kind of dress like you know, fucking gr- kind of dress like grindcore guys in a way because they'll wear black t-shirts with metal bands on it and got vests, battle vests with patches and shit and spikes and you know they look like some fucking. Guys I see at shows when I go to shows, they just happen to be black and have dreads and and do this kind of unique sounding music, you know. And he's like, I don't know who that is. I don't know what you're talking about. I go, it's just, it's a band that's, you know, kind of popular in the UK. And uh, I think they're doing warm-up shows because uh, they're going out on a big tour with Slipknot. They're doing the Knot Fest. I said, I, that's what I said. I said, uh, they're going. They're they're doing a warm up show because they're going out for not. They're going to go out on Not Fest, the Not Fest tour. And he's like, "What is that?" I'm like, "Really, dude? You're that fucking so cool guy, fucking underground that you don't." You know. So Slipknot does a tour. It's kind of like Slipknot's version of the Family Values tour, which which Corn did uh, a few years of, where they would tour and they would take out a bunch of bands. Slipknot does their own version, and it's called Not Fest. They did. They used to do like a one show. Now they're doing a tour. And I said, he's, you know, he's like, oh, fucking Slipknot. And he, you know, I can tell he's texting and rolling his eyes. And um, I said, yeah, you know what? I didn't, you know, was never really a huge fan of Slipknot. I don't think they're that big of a deal. But nine guys on a stage wearing masks and jumpsuits jumping up and down is, you know, I guess a spectacle, you know. 
and he's like, you know, he's all Slipknot's more like uh, PG-13 Guar is what he said. And I said, I never really dug Guar either. And that's where the offense occurred. Dave goes on a fucking, first of all, he's, he's, he's upset. I could tell because, oh, that, his next response was, oh, that explains everything. And I'm like, well, whatever, dude. I just, you know, I never, I never dug him. You know what I mean? And then he starts sending me links of, you know, what I need to listen to from Guar so that I could be into them too. And it's what I heard before. It's why I did. It's the exact same thing that I heard that made me not like them in the first place. I never thought their music was good. I thought it was weak. I thought it was sloppy. I thought it was not well put together. Sounded like guys that didn't really know how to play all that well. And obviously their um, their stage show is what people are attracted to with this band. And I don't know anybody that actually likes them musically. They like them because of what they do on stage with the uh, elaborate costumes and, uh, you know, squirting fake blood out into the crowd and, you know, throwing fake meat at people and putting people in meat grinders and all these crazy, crazy theatrics that they do for their shows. It's a wild show. People love the show. I remember they had to repaint the Omni back in the day because they're fucking fake uh, blood red goo that they fucking squirted every place. Fucking stained the rafters of the Omni that were painted white back in the day. And they had to paint it all black. I remember going in there a few weeks after Guar had been there and I saw red stains on the ceiling. And then the next time I went to the Omni a few weeks later, it was all painted black. So... I understand what they do. I just never was into it. I don't like a show like that. I think that, you know, play music. I want to, you know. But his whole thing was, well, that was their focus was the show and not their music. And, you know, you have such stupid taste in music anyway. And you're, you're and he just starts going on and on about, you know, because he hates the fact that I did new metal bands. He think he hates new metal. And I don't like new metal. That's the thing that, the thing that's crazy is he gets on my ass for playing a type of music that he didn't like. With truth be told, I didn't like that type of music either. I liked a very small handful of bands that did that kind of music. But the bands that we played with back in the day when we were doing Lickestow, I didn't like most of those bands. There was a very small handful of bands that we played with that I was like, oh, fuck, these guys are rad. We played with Papa Roach a bunch of times. I didn't think fucking Papa Roach was all that. Thought they were kind of whack. You know? Um, there was tons of bands that we played with. And I was like, nah, I don't... I didn't even listen to that shit. I didn't like... 90% of the fucking hot shit new metal bands that were out there, I didn't fucking like any of them. I liked Deftones, and I liked the first Korn record. That's about it. Literally, that's about it as far as how much new metal I liked. I felt that what we were doing, our version of it, was a lot better than what anybody else was doing. You know, I've played the Lickestow shit on the podcast before. And, um, you know, but his hard-on of hatred towards new metal 
be it that I played in new metal bands, Likisto and Insolence. Um, because of that, my taste of music is irrelevant and my opinion doesn't matter. And of course, I don't like somebody like Guar because I played stupid music as far as he's concerned. And I just told, I go, dude, the fucking, the slap in the face every time I mentioned what kind of music I like, um, the slap in my face every time about, you know, doing new metal and that's your only leg you have to stand on about my taste in music. It's fucking stupid. It's just, it's just dumb. Me, we like a lot of the same music, you know? In fact, the reason why we became friends is because we were talking about Napalm Death because he was wearing a, the night I met him, he was wearing a Napalm Death shirt. And he knew I was into heavier shit and he's into heavier shit and we just bonded on music from the beginning. And now every time music comes up, it's like I don't know what the hell I'm talking about because I did a band he didn't like. It's just fucking bizarre. Super, super bizarre. And I just told him, like, dude, this is getting old, this fucking, you know, belittling my music opinion because of a music genre that you don't like. You're sounding like an elitist prick is what I told him. You know, I never thought Guar was cool, and I feel like people that are into Guar are into them because they think they need to like them because it's cool to like Guar. And then he started coming at me with some fucking, oh, no, Guar's always been an outsider band, and blah, blah, blah. You know, and then it came out that he was he thought Guar was funny and it entertained his 12-year-old mind. Because he got into Guar when he was 12 years old. I said, dude, fucking 12 years old, you're a fucking idiot when you're 12 years old. You know, I was trying to figure, at 12 years old, I was trying to figure out why Motley Crue was starting to suck. And I was trying to figure out how Lars Ulrich from Metallica could play that fast. That's what I was doing at 12 years old. Wasn't fucking... Guar? Guar, you know, Dave's a couple years younger than me, so he's ten, I guess, when I'm twelve, or he's nine. You know, I think I'm about, I think I'm two or three years older. I don't know. Anyway, I just thought it was a bizarre, and this is a text conversation. And he just he gets so petty about shit, and you know, this is what you said. I'm like, yeah, I said that because you said this. You know, he's like, you need to fucking get a sense of humor, because you know. So apparently he was fucking with me the whole time. But he's not, though. That's the thing with Dave. He fucking says that, you know, he's he's busting balls. But, again, he really uses his mean Dave persona to be mean. And he doesn't realize... I, I don't know if he realizes that he does it or not. It's... Uh, uh, I'm... Uh, Part of me thinks that he doesn't realize that he does it. And part of me thinks that he is actually completely aware that he does it and gets away with it because he's mean Dave. It doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't fucking matter. All right, let's do, uh, let's get the fuck out or her. Earworm of the week. Please, please do me a favor. Rate, review, subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to the podcast. Hit the subscribe button. Uh, leave me a review. 
Um, I did have a review from... Oh, fuck, who was it? Somebody that's left the review before. They left the new review. And I thank you. And I'm sorry that I can't remember who the fuck did it. But, fuck, it's late on a Thursday. It's midnight now. It's Friday morning, practically. So, anyway, I thank you for um, for the review. Um, I don't have very many reviews, and so I'm sure it does nothing for the algorithms that these things work on. However, if I can get some more, get some more reviews, um, things might just happen. And uh, if you would be so kind, we're almost out of the woods with our financial woes. We're almost to the point where we're, um, we're, we're still in the red, but we're getting close to being out of the red. Uh, and a donation to the podcast would help that out tremendously. So you can go to Spotify or uh, go to um, the Anchor the Anchor app, anchor.fm, and find the Sean Boyles podcast and uh, find the donation option. Hit your boy up with some some of them shekels, some of them some of that fedia, some of that cheddar, some of that fucking dollar dollar bill, y'all. Uh, earworm of the week this week is a lovely, lovely, lovely little ditty. Um, I uh, <laughs> I took the wife; uh, she needed some cash, so we were in the van, and I stopped by. Uh, an ATM and was going to get the little lady some cash and I said uh, I'll get you some money honey and that's all it took for this week's earworm of the week to just on a continuous loop for the next couple of days my man Willie Nelson and if you've got the money, honey, I've got the time. Don't rhyme money with honey when you're talking to your wife. Otherwise, this song will get stuck in your head. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that's the podcast. Thank you so much for checking us out week after week. Uh, I appreciate it. Uh, like I said, your woman of the week this week. Willie Nelson, if you got the money, honey, I got the time. Be good, keep it dirty, and I'll see you fuck flaps next week. Two, one, two, three, four, one. If you got the money, honey, I've got the time. We'll go honky-tonkin' and we'll have a time. We'll have more fun, baby, all the way down the line. If you've got the money, honey, I've got the time. Let's start out tonight We'll have fun, oh boy, oh boy And we'll do it right Bring along your Cadillac Leave my old wreck behind If you've got money, honey
Brought to you by Blowout Productions. <laughs>